Support for this program is provided by Chevron, the human energy company. This is Political Energy. I'm Josh Siegel. For months, President Joe Biden has had to deal with the political pain of high gasoline prices. But that problem may not end with Biden. It could actually impact a lot of presidents on both sides of the aisle for years to come. The reason? The United States' capacity for refining oil into gasoline is declining, and it's a trend that appears to be irreversible. See, refineries are going offline for a bunch of different reasons, and even with more electric vehicles making their way onto the road, the nation's appetite for oil-based fuel is still high. So today, Politico's Ben Lefebvre talks about why more and more refineries are going offline, how the Biden administration is tackling this problem, and the role of electric vehicles going forward. It's Monday, July 25th. Basically, the capacity to make gasoline in this country is shrinking a little bit faster than any offset and people fueling their cars at the pump. It's kind of been forecast for a while. Eventually, U.S. gasoline demand will fall. More people are buying EVs. Internal combustion engine cars are getting more efficient. There's other smaller issues nipping at the margins. More people working from home, being a little bit more selective about when they may drive. While that's kind of keeping demand flatlined in the U.S., the scale of refinery closures or operation changes that we've been seeing in the past three years is like much larger than people expected. Basically, we've lost more than a million barrels a day in refining capacity, but we have not seen one million barrels a day reduction in in Americans' driving habits. We already see refining companies running full out at their plants or as close as full out as they're going to get. But what happens is when you have a major hurricane come through or an earthquake hit or something, and there's no longer that kind of spare capacity in in the back pocket, that cushion's really getting thin. So when something does happen and knock out a refinery or two, it's just going to be that much more of a shock in prices when that happens. And you're going to see administrations, either Democrat or Republican coming, that are going to have to deal with that more often than they may have had in the past. So not just a Biden problem, that's interesting. And you're reporting there are a number of reasons why refining capacity has dropped so much, even while demand is still there. So what are some of these factors that are prompting companies to reduce their capacity in this way? There's a number of them. In the past three years, what you've been seeing is like large refineries closing almost one after the other. And one factor is just climate change, which was kind of interesting to hear. And in the case of Phillips 66's refinery in in Louisiana, it's been hit by floods a number of times, floods coming from hurricanes. As hurricanes coming out of the Gulf Coast have gotten stronger, Phillips 66 basically said, keeping this thing in repair is no longer profitable. So we're just closing it down. Others have been more of economic plays. Some of these companies are saying, All these forecasts are showing a decline in demand for fossil fuels. So what we're going to do is, in the case of Marathon Petroleum in California, where they also say, you know, in case of California, some refineries have said that the cost of regulation is getting too high and California has made it very clear they're trying to get away from gasoline. 
So some of these have said, we're going to shut down most of this refinery. We're not going to make gasoline anymore, but we are going to retool it basically to make renewable diesel that we can then sell. So that's been some of the factors. One other uh, kind of hit me this when I was talking to one analyst on Thursday, we've seen inflation being such a huge deal in the U.S. Costs are rising for refineries, like cost of steel, like their main ingredient for the actual facility is going up. And the cost of natural gas has gone up. So they're, they're kind of getting squeezed at the margins where it was kind of ironic that in, in the case of oil and natural gas, you know, they were saying basically energy costs have gone up to the point that it's squeezing refineries. So that was one other factor in there. Wow. So there's all sorts of forces pushing companies to reduce their capacity. And we know the Biden administration, though, has been trying to persuade refiners to bring back capacity. They have this political problem with high gasoline prices. They think that that could help. And you spoke to a Department of Energy official about their strategy on actually convincing companies to do this. So what did they tell you? You know, it was interesting. They said they recognize this problem is happening. They basically had a, a tete-a-tete with some companies and basically saying, how can we help you kind of keep the fuel flowing? I think this is where you're seeing more of these companies heading to renewable diesel. So the DOE is basically saying we can give you grants to help you get into alternative fuels or to move to more alternative energy, I guess. Yeah. There was also talk of what would you need to help you keep running in the short term? But we haven't seen a lot of that. Like some of these refineries are so far gone, you're just not going to get them back. But you are seeing some companies like, as I mentioned, Marathon Petroleum in California, Lion Del Bazel, who that had a refinery in, in Houston, may also switch over to renewable diesel. But even so, the capacity that they would come back with, like the amount of fuel they would produce is still like a far cry from what they had been producing when they were going full on just oil into gasoline and other fuels. Right. And so we know that the real elixir, if you will, for this problem would be electric vehicles really expanding, fuel efficiency improving, and those things would have to outpace the drop in refining capacity. So what did analysts tell you about how likely that is and what hurdles exist for wider adoption? Well, it's been interesting. EVs were one of the main things that would offset this drop in fuel supply capacity. And they have been taking off, but as it's been explored in the past, they're having their own supply chain issues. So while demand is really hot, especially when gasoline prices were so high, they weren't able to get as many electric cars and electric trucks into the showrooms as they could have. So and to that extent, it's, it's a little bit of a missed opportunity. Another thing that we got to mention is that another reason that the refining capacity in the U.S. is shrinking is no one's going to build a new one. Part of the reason for that is just the sheer cost. But another interesting reason is that where fossil fuel demand may be picking up are places like Africa, the Middle East, maybe Southeast Asia. So you're seeing new refineries being built there. And some folks have said, well, if the U.S. ever really runs short of supply, the market being global, we can just bring in fuel from some of these brand new refineries. But that's still going to take time. As we've seen with what's going on in Europe right now, trade flows do not just snap at attention at the click of a finger. I think the IEA said that global refining capacity will increase by uh, two point something million barrels a day. That's going to be on the other side of the globe. Those gallons of gasoline could still get here by ship, but it wouldn't be overnight. Also, on Friday, the Justice Department opened an investigation against the city of Houston to determine whether complaints of illegal dumping of things like dead bodies and animals in predominantly Black and Latino neighborhoods amount to civil rights violations. 
In a call with reporters, Assistant Attorney General for Civil Rights Kristen Clark said that for years, the Northeast Houston area has suffered from the dumping of dead bodies and animals, as well as medical waste, mattresses, and other trash. And those dumpings pose health and quality of life risks, according to Clark. The city of Houston responded to DOJ's investigation by calling it absurd, baseless, and without merit, according to a statement from Mayor Sylvester Turner. The investigation is part of the Biden administration's efforts to address pollution that causes disproportionate harms to low-income areas and communities of color. And it comes after the DOJ established the Office of Environmental Justice and Strategy in May. For more news on energy and the environment, subscribe to our newsletter at politico.com slash morningenergy. Some of the music in today's show was composed by the mysterious Breakmaster Cylinder. I'm Josh Siegel, and we'll see you back tomorrow. Did you know that Chevron is exploring ways to expand their hydrogen fuel production to help make heavy-duty transport lower carbon? Find out more at chevron.co slash hydrogen fuel.